Welcome, everybody, to the 2300 Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, D.B. Richards, alongside my sweet referee, Dave Keener. Ah, Dave's not here today. And guess what we got here? Brian Bennett and Dave Walker. Hello, guys. Hello. Hey, I'm filling in for Keener today. Yes, 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 yes. How are you guys doing? It's kind of hot in here. Hot in here, working on the AC, but other than that, doing well. Doing well, barely got a voice. <laughs> it's your fault going to a Sixers game. You know they're going to lose. Fuck <laughs> off, asshole. Watch your language. So who do we got um, on today? So our guest on today's podcast is 1CW co-owner Sean Hardy. Welcome to the show, Sean. Hello, Sean. Hey, fellas. Thanks for having me today. Oh, anytime. I wanted to um, get both of you on, but um, Sean said he's busy, so we got the better Sean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Took me a second. He, he's actually he's out on a ring rental today. Okay, okay. That is awesome. Um, we were Dave was refereeing yesterday, and um, it was a long, long, hot day. And, I didn't realize that you guys were less than two blocks from our house. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, from where Carlton and I both live is like two blocks from the auto machine. Oh, really? Wow. And like, yeah. they, they wanted they wanted to go to um, Waffle House last night, and um, we skipped the first one, and we just kept uh, on driving, and then I'm like, oh, let's go here then. I'm not a Waffle House kind of guy, but I love diners yeah. and regular diners. What'd you end up ordering if you're not a Waffle House guy? I just got eggs and... Oh, okay. And some Scrabble? <laughs> no, they don't have Scrabble. <laughs> oh, oh, man, that's... Can't tough. go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but um, when we walked in, we, we ran into Killian and Dustin and um, Robbie Racky. It was kind of funny. <laughs> oh, they were all eating man, there also? they got a good thing What's... going right now, don't they? What's that? I said they got a really good thing going, that group does right now. Real proud of those fellas. Yeah, they're they're awesome. They're doing great. But it was kind of funny. Yep. Random, and we ran right into them. And I never pl- we never planned where we going, and then when we do and we run into people it always happens yeah. like we stopped at one we stopped at one um um stop in jersey and we ran into um johnny yeager and was like hey we just saw each other <laughs> but we didn't plan we're gonna go to the same place because we don't do that you know we, yep. just, we just pick somewhere and we just go let's let's get started this podcast you know what i mean mm-hmm. instead of um having talking about stuff so, how did uh, 1CW start? Well, back in 2003, I was one of the original owners of Delaware Championship Wrestling, which is DCW. Me and another gentleman, Steve Bergman, and a third gentleman, Jeff Pappas. And we owned that from 2003 until 2006, when Steve and Jeff both decided they were getting out. And I kept it going and changed it from Delaware Championship Wrestling to Dynamite Championship Wrestling. And I ran that from 2006 to 2008. And then I had some back surgery, and while I was out... There was a couple twins that were wrestling for me at the time, and uh, Jeremy and Josh, and uh, they wanted to buy DCW and keep it going while I was out on the shelf because I was going to be laid up for two years. Mm -hmm. And I sold DCW then to Jeremy and Josh, who then sold it out to David. When I came back 2010, instead of being DCW, my original Delaware Championship Wrestling, I came back as 1W, which stood for First State Championship Wrestling, because Delaware is First State. So that's kind of how 1CW came about. We had our first event in Lewis, Delaware. We had 450 people. We had so many people show up for the event. We had to open the doors to the fire hall, and they were putting chairs outside. Oh uh, had Tom Brandy, the Patriot, was there, the Superfly uh Richie Swam was one half of uh, Irish Drive-By. He's now the Impact Champion. I mean, there was a whole bunch of people on that show that 
turned out to be big, big, you know, people and players. So I've been very fortunate, you know, things have just gone my way. And uh, I've worked really hard along the time. But one thing that I always like to remind people of is since 2003, even back when we were DCW, every event we do, we donate the proceeds back to a cause. Whether oh. it's a sick kid with autism or somebody with cancer or the firehouse needs to buy new equipment or the Little League needs some new uniforms. Uh, our local family got burned out with a fire. We could go on and on and on. But every event we've ever run, we have donated that money back. So that's one thing we pride ourselves on. Even though we are business guys and we nickel and dime stuff, that's because we want to try to give as much money as we can for the causes that we're raising. Absolutely. That's awesome. Wow. You, we need we need to um, jump in on this uh, next time around. Maybe we'll put some money in to help you guys. Love to, love to do it. Like this next show, we're raising money. Uh, is our Hall of Fame show. And we'll be passing around our 50-50 bucket. And, you know, every money that Sean and Sean raised from 1CW, we're going to donate back to the Chapel family as well and try to help his family, his mother, and some people out with some things and, you know, helping with his final costs and things like that. So, I mean, that's what we do. We try to help our we try to help our own. We try to help anybody we can, um, you know, and that's just, you know, hey, man, I'm not a millionaire, but if I can help somebody have a better day, then that's what life's all about. That's what that's what we're all about. We're, so, like, our podcast is about family. So, like, what you're that's doing. That's why I love the 2300 Wrestling Podcast. You guys are the best, man. Yep. And would you like to promote that next show that you have coming up? When and where yeah, it is man, and everything? It's, uh, it's actually coming up in a couple of weeks. It's going to be Saturday, June 19th. It's right down here in Houston, Delaware at the Houston Volunteer Fire Company. Check there. I'll get all the info on our Facebook page. Uh, doors are opening at 6. It says bell time is 7, but we're usually a little sneaky and we throw in a couple bonus matches that start about 6.30. So if I was a betting man, you might want to get there a little early. Nice. So, um, let's let's jump into um, hmm. okay. pet peeves in the business. <laughs> That's what I was about uh, to say. <laughs> you're thinking pet peeves, though? Yeah. So, do you have any pet peeves in the business? Pet peeves? Yeah. I think my biggest pet peeve is, you know, people who try to go out and get themselves booked and lie about where they were trained or who they were trained by. And I think what they don't understand is, you know, this business is built on trust. And if you're lying to me from the jump street, how am I going to trust you in the ring? And, you know, a lot of people start off the wrong way in this business by making that big mistake. And to me, that is a big pet peeve. Um, and because it doesn't have to be made. You know, and, and I think what happens is everybody looks at the shortcut, you know, to hear the old saying, you know, oh, they got to pay the dues. Yeah, everybody pays the dues one way or another. But, you know, the bottom line is, you know, you guys have seen it. You know, injuries are real and what we do. Injuries mm-hmm. are real, you know. And the last thing I want is anybody to get hurt on my watch. We do carry insurance, but the bottom line is you want to carry that guilt for someone not being able to be able to go home and still do what they do to support their family every day. Yeah, you know, that that's a terrible burden to carry as a promoter. So one of my pet peeves of the business is people who try to lie to us about what their background is just to get on the show. I'd rather you be straight up to me and say, hey, listen, I'm still being trained and I'm in training. Okay, well then does your trainer give you the thumbs up? Then we contact trainer. Rather you lie to us and say, yeah, I'm fully trained and good to go and then find out you, you know, two weeks in the training and you're not supposed to be doing it. It's like yeah. that New Jack story with Mass Transit. Mm-hmm. Like, I was just about to bring that up. About mass <laughs> yep. Oh yeah. yeah. That, that's that, horrible. That's how things happen, you know. It's like every time like Keener tries to chop me, I'm like, I'm not trained, don't chop me. You don't need to be trained <laughs> But he still chops me. He knows what he's doing, man. I wouldn't want to take one from him. <laughs> yeah, um, 
maybe his brother I might be scared of, but Dave, he's a teddy bear. <laughs> Speak he for yourself. Him, he's better than that. I wish his brother taught him better than that. Oh, his brother taught him well. And he did an amazing okay. job yesterday. And he asked me, he's right. like, dude, how was I in the um, referee? And I was like, dude, you were awesome. It's like, Dave. I watched the whole match. I watched referees. I watched everything. Mm-hmm. Did and he take a bump yesterday? Tell him, I'm looking for referees at 1CW. If he wants to get a shot, to give me, you know, give me a holler. I'd be yeah. more than glad to give him a try. I'll give him a shot. Yeah, he will love to do it, too. Um, the thing is, October is his bad month because he does uh-huh. Bates Motel and right now the Phillies games. Yep. No doubt. Yeah. We're always looking, man. Always looking for great opportunities for everybody. Yeah, yeah. he always says if, if someone's short a referee, just give him a holler. He always has his, uh, always his has gear his with gear. him. Yep. If we go to a show, if we're at your show and you need a referee, he always has his gear. Or if something happens, and that's, it, and something and that, that's the opportunities of this business. You know, those, those are the people I love to be around because, unfortunately, things like that happen. And that's when you need good people who know what they're doing to step in. And, and the thing is, they only get better by being in the ring and getting more time. And I understand that as well. Oh, yeah. You know, so it's two way street. Yeah, I think Dave took a, um, a long time, like off time, and doing his own things. And now he's back out there and trying to. Cool. <laughs> we'll that with chat, no doubt, man. Yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah. glad I brought that up. Oh, oh for yeah. sure. For sure. Okay. Um, we got a new game. Um, you know that like that um like marry death kill but we changing it up we're gonna say single okay. match tag team and death match okay who okay. would you have a single match with who would be your tag team partner and who would you have in a death match and i picked three people i picked your um co-host right um co-partner sean carson mr grimm and killing mcmurphy there you go who would you have as a, your single match who will be your tag team, and who will be your death match? Out of those three people. Uh, yeah. Okay, death match is definitely going to be with Grim because he is a killer. Tag team would definitely have to be with my partner, Sean Carlson. I mean, we are partners in crime, so that only makes sense. And singles with the clinician, you know, he's a he's a clinical guy, man. This guy's a technician when he's in the ring. Yes. The shooter, Killian McMurphy. So I think they all line up pretty well. I hope I, hope I made a smart answer. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I think I would have done the same thing. I had uh, my idea where everything was going to go, and yeah, you gave him a good list of three people. So. This was this was new. Like mm-hmm. I never tried this before, mm-hmm. so uh-huh. I think it did well. It's a cool little game. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, yeah, so, always, always. Go ahead. So you were mentioning your pet peeve about people lying to you and things like that. Like, so where uh-huh. are you with like background checks and things along that line? Like, do you perform background checks on on people that you bring in? Uh, no, I tell you what happens. Really, we don't have to anymore. The state of Delaware, um, we don't have an athletic commission, but we have a division of regulation, okay. and they kind of oversee boxing, MMA, pro wrestling, things of that sort. And what we have to do is we have to turn in every everybody that's a talent, whether they are a ring announcer or they're a referee or they are participant. Anybody that has anything to do with our event mm-hmm. has to be turned in ahead of time and we have to turn in, you know, basically their real name, address, things like that and what they wrestle under, you know, any aliases, that kind of thing. And the state basically does a little background check for us. Oh, now, they charge cool. us for this and that's what they call us, you know, our permit fee, but that pretty much, you know, is our, you know, checks and balances now in training and making sure that people don't lie to us about who they train with and stuff on like that. That's basically more, and I'm going to throw this at on my partner because right now the way that we run our business at 1CW is you know uh, Sean Carlson handles a lot of the bookings and things like that I handle a lot of the production and promotion um, mm-hmm. and then we both work together on angles and on show day you know he kind of runs the back half and I kind of run the front half um, without stepping on each other's toes but you know I still talk with talent and get involved in agent matches here and there um, just because it's a lot but 
you know, we kind of divide things up a little bit. Yeah, it's a lot for one person to take on. Oh, yeah, big time. Yeah, yeah. I did it for a long time by myself, but I learned, you know, you, you can get so much better with it with a great team. And, and I've been so successful with my partner. I can't I can't thank him enough, you know, and uh, he's a great, he's not only a great partner, the, the business partner, but he's a great guy. So, you know, it's it made 1CW thrive. You know, during the pandemic, we tried to stay relevant, even though Delaware was closed down. We tried to run in Pennsylvania and do things, and I think we did a good job of being safe and, you know, doing things and keeping our guys busy and letting them know that we care to try to keep them employed and, and keep things going and, and still have some stuff to show to the fans down in Delaware, you know. So, you know, it's been tough where a lot of people were trying to mail it in, you know. I'm glad my partner was willing to stand by my side and say, you know, hey, man, if we do it safely, we can do this and keep our team together and our guys will respect us for it. And, you know, our guys have, and they've been loyal to us. It's been a fight, man, but I'm glad we did. I'm happy the mask thing is gone. Um, I was scared when I was at your show when they're trying to put the mask back on when they're ready to do moves. I'm like, no, just leave it yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fix it when you yeah. get to the point. I was like, oh, my gosh, I hope nobody gets hurt. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> that's one of the things I, I'm scared about. I don't want to see anybody get hurt, and I want yeah. everybody to go home safe and be their family yep. and all that stuff. But, like, when we talked about background checks and all that, because what happened in Jersey and um, with yeah. Synergy, and I couldn't believe Sean sent me a message like, um, you should get rid of it, blah, blah, blah. This is what happened. I'm like, holy crap. Yep. That scared the crap out of me because yeah. I have nieces and nephews, and I don't want, if I go to a wrestling show with them or something, I don't want somebody that creepy like that and try to, um, yep. I hated that, and I'm happy for Sean for opening up his mouth to me and mm-hmm. telling me, yeah, you need to stop talking to him. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, and it's a, and it's a shame, you know, Unfortunately, because, you know, again, in this business, if any time a promoter is the one to say something, then, you know, it's like, oh, they're just jealous. You know, they're, you know, there's always, you know, they think that there's an ulterior motive other than the fact that, listen, we're parents, you know, it boils down to we're human beings. I have kids, I have grandkids, you know, Sean has kids, you know, listen, you know, it's all about the right thing, period. Oh, yeah. You know, and um, sometimes, you know, it's a tough decision. Um, unfortunately, early in my career, I had a guy that was part of my grand crew that I had no idea um, this is before the internet was big that you know he had some stuff in his closet and then it came out and as soon as I did I, uh, I distanced myself from him immediately you know I took a little bit of a hit um, but immediately I stood by it you know I lost some people who I thought were my friends because they're like how can you ditch somebody who was your right hand man well no I didn't ditch anybody you know he worked himself out of a job by lying to us about his past oh, yeah. you yeah. know so you know it comes down to again you know I got kids and grandkids and you yeah. know man I got this is we do a family product you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, big time. So what was the best advice that somebody ever given you? The best advice I could ever, that was ever given to me, and I'll, I'll probably be honest with you, um, it was from Axel Rotten. And Axel Rotten, back in the day, um, even though he had his demons and a lot of people can say what they want to say about him, was one of the smartest people in the business. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he taught me a lot. Uh, he really, really taught me a lot about the psychology of the business. But he said to me, he said, uh, he said, son, he used to call me son like he was old and I was actually old. <laughs> and that, was a joke. That, that was a joke between him and I. He said, you know, he said, it's a good thing that you do things the right way and raise money and do this for causes. He said, there's surely not any money in this business. So if you're looking to make money in this business, you're in the wrong business. So keep doing it for causes because you're doing it the right way. <laughs> um, and, and what I've learned is, 
is, you know, it, it's like anything else. Is there money in it? Yeah, there's money in it. You got to do things the right way. You got to run it as a business. But, you know, no one's going to become a millionaire. And if you're in this to become a millionaire, you're in it for the wrong reason. And mm-hmm. that was his way of telling me I was doing it the right way and I was in it for the right reason. And uh, he taught me a lot. And that was respect. And at that point, that was his way of tipping the hat to me and saying he respected me. So I'll never forget that. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I remember meeting him at um, Hardcore, um, Hardcore Homecoming. And, um, and at hopefully these... he was, was he awake? Uh, he was awake. He was, but yeah. he found out we had the alcohol. We had all the drinks ah. out there. So him, Cronus, <laughs> New Jack, uh, yep. there's a couple other I can't remember. They all came up and chilled with us and drank with us. And... I believe it. <laughs> it was a yeah, fun time. Was a great guy. Oh yeah, my Brian, gosh. Brian, I knew him as Brian. Um, him and I had many late night phone calls through his addiction um, because he didn't live that far from me at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I mean, I even went and visited him when he was in rehab and recovering. I'm um, in a wheelchair and shit right before he passed away. And it's just, uh, it hit me pretty hard, you know. And, and it was even harder when you sit back and you hear a lot of people, you know, oh, well, we knew his company and you know, he was a drug addict, this and that. We, you know, yeah, maybe so. But nobody deserves that. And, you know, he was trying to fight that battle and was winning and losing at the same time. So I give somebody credit who tries. I give someone zero credit that doesn't. So, you know, I kind of get upset when people bash him. But then I'm like, Sean, not everybody knows the truth. So, you I know, I kind of keep it to myself. But, yeah, I have a soft spot in my heart for him. He's a great guy to me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and a lot of my trainees at the time, he really taught a lot of my students and a lot of stuff. So I, I really appreciated that. Yeah, I don't like to judge other people. I quit <laughs> drinking. I quit drinking because I was at a Jimmy Buffett concert and I fell asleep in Camden, New Jersey. So I'm never doing Ooh. that again. So uh-huh. I'm done drinking. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't need to drink. I don't need to do anything. I'll drink iced tea. I don't care. I'll... It makes you a good Uber driver, not drinking. There, yes. there you Take go. Care of say, we all need that good designated <laughs> driver, man. Make some money while you're at it. Yep. It's one of the reasons why I do Uber. That's because I That's don't want anybody hitting a tree or anything like that. And mm-hmm. I want them to go home safe and be happy. And, That's awesome. And for the females, too, get them home and they can get inside so they don't yep. get killed or raped or whatever. Right. Yeah. Annoy him. And that's so. the truth, man. There's so many crazy people out there today in this society, in this world, you know. Um, oh, yeah. There's some people doing that, looking out for other people. That's what happened. Oh, yeah. So um, when I was SWF um, last weekend, I think it was last weekend, Shane Douglas uh-huh. was there, so I showed him the hardcore homecoming um, program I still have. And he's like, oh, my gosh. He's like, I think I just wrote this. I remember writing this. He's <laughs> open, He opens up the um, program. He's like, look, and he's like, yeah, I wrote this. He's going through it. And one of the um, Carney guys, um, he, he was trying to stop me talking to him <laughs> because he wanted to make money. But um, I'll tell you later who it is. But um, uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not going to bring um Carney number one. That's what I'm going to call him. Mm-hmm. Carney number okay. one. Okay. <laughs> All right. He didn't want me to like bother Shane. And Shane's like looking at the, on the whole program. He's like, oh, my gosh. And then he stops. He's like, hold on. Let me see this again. He started counting everybody that passed away in that whole program. He's like, there's 16 names right there. That's gone. He's like, yeah. yeah, he's like, it sucks. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. So like, and then out for nowhere, Sandman goes, yo, who who did the drawings? They put the tattoo on the wrong arm. So so Sandman's upset about oh, the whole yeah. tattoo on the wrong arm. Wrong arm, yeah, that sounds just like it. Yeah. I'll, I've I'll, worked with both of them. I've worked with Shane a couple times on my body slam autism shows. He's a great guy to work with. Really think the world of him. He, he was great. He, um, he took a picture of the program and he said thank you and all that. And, and it was kind of cool talking to him. He was one of the coolest people I ever talked to. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he, um, yep. He's down to earth, isn't he? Oh, yeah, big time. Um, yep. One of my, really, I don't consider him a friend anymore, but um, his mom drove all ECW 
would wrestle us around. And um, so um, she drove all these guys, Terry Funk, Shane, and everybody knew her. You know what I mean? Her name was Mo. And um, she passed away like three years ago. But like, that's how... He, he, he was there with us that day, and, like, mm-hmm. we talked the whole time, and he said to him, he's like, yeah, Mo was great, blah, blah, blah. And it's kind of fun, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, hearing stories. Yeah. That, like, I talked to Too Cold, and he's like, yeah, we always had to take Mo's car. We didn't care about the other lady. We're like, mm-hmm. we wanted to go with Mo. <laughs> <laughs> Let's was, go with Mo. That's cool to hear that. Yeah, yeah. it was, like, was kind of cool hearing the story, but yeah. it stinks that I can't um, be friends with somebody that that's a whole nother story. Go, so, different man. story. Like he can't be with us. You know what I mean? It's like it stinks. Yeah. But he went down the wrong way, and I can't help him. And hey, man, you do your best. You know, you can't help somebody who doesn't want help, bro. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I tried so many times, but I keep yep. on trying. But he doesn't want any help. Yeah. Uh, that's when it starts. And he wants to help. Oh yeah. yeah. So I have a um, an all um, question that it's a fun thing. It's called Table of Five. Uh-huh. And so I want to change. Like I always make it. I like putting what. what uh, a twist, a little spin a little on twist, it. Yeah, a little twist to it. So, sure. table five, you're the fifth person at the table. You can put four more people at the table, okay? But they all uh-huh. have to be promoters. Could be okay. from the past, dead, live, what, whoever, but have to be four promoters. Who would they be? Okay. Well, it's got to be Vince, you know, because, listen, wouldn't it be nice to be at the table for once and he wouldn't be, be the one in control? Because if it's a five-person table, then I'm looking at it as we're all getting equal say. It's not his meeting. So <laughs> we're looking at it from it's not his meeting. Let's have Vince at the table so we can pick his brain absolutely okay. first and foremost um i would definitely go with crockett jimmy okay. crockett you know yeah. man james crockett you know in the, in the south yeah. jerry lawler from from memphis uh fritz von eric from out in the world class and that's three or four that's that all of them wow there you go i like that i like that that's list. a great list i met i met lawler a couple times and it was fun really oh yeah. uh, man I, i've had the pleasure of working with jerry i think three or four times and uh sometimes it's a little difficult but a great guy i mean another Heart of Gold. Uh, I had a friend of mine who actually drew a picture for him and I gave it to him when Jerry came, you know, and Jerry's like, wow, I'm not used to having people draw me pictures. I'm the artist and the people usually asking me to draw pictures, you know, so I get some funny stories with him as well and, uh, you know, again, you know, some cool stuff, man. I've been very blessed in my career to be around good mentors and people that have directed me and taught me, you know, the right way. So when you said pet peeves, man, I could have went on for hours, Mm -hmm. but seriously, it it boiled down to the one that that gets in my crown and that just starts with, you know, people being honest from the jump street in the business oh yeah big time when i asked lawler when i met him i was like how was andy kaufman as a person that's all i wanted to care about because <laughs> yeah, andy, yeah. andy kaufman's one of my top favorite well, comedians he, andy kaufman he like lived yeah. his act right yes. like, yeah just, yep. you know, yeah <clears throat> yeah he was 100 percent that gimmick man no doubt oh yeah one of my favorites he was he was great yep and He's one of the reasons why Pee Wee Herman has the um, playhouse. No, 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 because uh, um, Andy Kaufman had the fun, um, Andy Kaufman fun. Was it Funhouse or it was something like that? Something yeah. like that. And right. he was on his deathbed, so um, Pee Wee Herman talked to him and. He gave him the whole gimmick. Oh, yep. he passed it off to him. Yes. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, yep. yeah. See, see yeah, how much I love everything? Oh, I love little facts. Yeah. So I got a question for you. Um, it's good yeah, to have sure. a, a co-owner slash promoter for this question because usually we'll interview wrestlers and stuff, and we ask them, like, you know, what are your goals? And they always say, oh, to be signed by, you know, a big-name company. But as a promoter and, and owner of 1CW, like, what are your goals for the company? I mean, when I first, I'll be honest with you, when I first, 
started this and, and again it was you know I came back off of back surgery and was doing it by myself you know I was just um, I wanted to be the, the biggest and the best I mean you know I mean everybody when they strive out to do something if you're not trying to be best and of course you don't need to be at the game or at the table whether you're playing cards fiddly wings baseball whatever you know if you're not trying you to win it, to win it yeah yeah don't don't get on the field um which leads me to like right after that you know I was offered by a gentleman um who was the original owner of ECWA who had reached out to me at the time and was selling his business and uh, offered me to purchase it and I asked him to give me 24 hours to think about it and I called Mr. Kettner back after 24 hours and I said hey I appreciate you reaching me you know give me the opportunity to keep ECWA in, ECWA in state but you know um if I'm ever going to make it in this business I want to make it on my own I didn't want to make it on someone else's reputation ah. and at that point it just drove me to work harder because I knew that the guy who was the king in the state you know was kind of willing to pass the baton on to me with his tough so yeah. to me that was kind of acknowledgement of hey you know I see what you're doing kid you're doing things the right way and that was my way of kicking my ass in gear and saying now I need to turn it up a not um so I, you know I set out to be the biggest in the state and then you know obviously I branched out and I was able to run some shows in Maryland New Jersey Pennsylvania West Virginia mm-hmm. you know so I got one CW to not only what I think now we are the largest role in Delaware but even when I go to Pennsylvania I sell out yeah. I go to New Jersey I sell out you know so I, I'm good with that I'm good to know that you know I've made myself kind of like I, I'm not necessarily a regional name mm-hmm. but locally here in the area you know a tri-state name or whatever you want to call it people know who we are um the workers know when they come they're going to be treated with respect you know we don't want people to come in and work for free yeah. everybody gets paid you know and uh, we, we try to treat people respectfully and, and when we reach out and book people we try to have you know angles and, and, and things in mind not just bring them in for no rhyme no reason so mm-hmm. you know i guess our goals are just to give the fans a great great product and in the meantime you know take the beat to the top you know to be the best you can at whatever it is you're doing that makes a lot of sense Yep, and I think Thanks. it's awesome that you you know give a percentage of your money to charity for every event. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, we take out we take out the cost, you know, whatever it costs for our venue, and you know a little bit of cost and stuff like that mm-hmm. to pay the workers and you know that stuff. But whatever's left over plus whatever we raise on the fifty fifty goes immediately to that cause. And it's sometimes you know I'll be honest with you, it's anywhere from fifteen hundred dollars to five thousand, depending. You know, yeah, it, it, it really depends. See, I wish I knew about that. I would have put money into the fifty fifty. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I really don't care I mean, about any prizes or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. see, a lot of times we, we don't push it because I'm not trying to make the crowd feel guilty, mm-hmm. you know. So we just kind of do it that way, and, and we do the best we can to help everybody. Yeah. But what happens is sometimes, you know, based on the crowd size or the cause, you know, there's a lot of times, you know, depending on the cause, you know, like, you know, when we did the chapel cup for one of our guys, you know, for Eric, I mean, there wasn't a guy in that locker room who didn't look at the envelope, turn around and say, give that to the family, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So, you know, certain things then change the donation range of what we can do to help somebody. So we're very fortunate that we have a great great group of locker room people um you know that really have been loyal to us um and those who we keep bringing in and have you know really responded and become part of what we call the one cw family and, and that's how we try to treat everybody you know because when i go somewhere i like to be treated with respect so when people come here i try to treat them the same yeah yeah because like last summer um was a charity for a kid named val and it was um it was chad menace and his um promotion doing it with um mm-hmm. billy fetsky and all these guys yeah, that now they don't like each other but hey. uh, yeah yeah it's kind of crazy yeah so they did charity for the kid and um it was awesome we we put 150 dollars up to have our own table and we did a podcast mm-hmm. and that was fun so if you ever want us to come up and do a podcast we'll pay for a table and have anytime. fun mm-hmm. yeah, anytime you got there's an open invitation man i'll send you guys our schedule you tell us which one you want and we'll make it happen okay uh, we appreciate awesome. that 
Goes, yeah, man, just that easy. I mean, listen, we're all in this together to help each other. We appreciate you, you know, getting the word out, not only of, of our company and our workers, it's, it's everybody. You know, you're helping all the talent. You're helping all the promoters. What you guys do with this podcast, you know, that a lot of people don't understand is you give us the avenue to do what we do and be able to talk about it and, you know, and, and get and branch out there. And without you guys, you know, sometimes that word doesn't get out there. So we, we appreciate you guys as well, man. So thank you. Because, like, I really want to spread our whole thing. Like, I, I want to do Jerry. I want to do Delaware, Pennsylvania. Maybe go yeah. all the way around the world and have fun and get whoever Not there we yet, want. but yeah, that's uh, a goal. And that's, that's a goal. and that's what you guys did. Hey, listen, to hit it big, you got to dream big, bro. Always, always. You know? Got to dream, got to dream. And I'm, I'm a firm believer of that. Yeah, I'm that guy that wants to push and push. And, and he goes, we're not there yet. I'm like, I don't care. We're going to push. Yeah, I mean, people are noticing us when we go to shows. They, you know, they come up to you and be like, hey, we know you. Yeah. Uh, we had yep. one one guy go, oh, can I get a picture? And I'm like, why? You're famous. I'm like, I am. <laughs> I, I really don't care to be famous. I want to be one of you guys. I want to put out word. I want to be this voice and have some fun. And yep. I want to be screaming yep. at the wrestlers. I want to do all that stuff. I want to have fun. I want to mark out. I want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's so, nothing like that, man. Wait, wait till you're out in the mall Christmas shopping and one of the kids come up to you and then recognize you and stuff like that. I'll never forget to look on my wife's face the first time a little kid came up to me and asked for my autograph. Yeah, <laughs> she was like, oh my God. <laughs> you know, but you know, that's when you, that's when it hits home to realize, you know, what we do, you know, has a lot of influence on a lot of people. And, and once you realize that, it really makes you understand that, you know, we may not ask to be the role model, but we really are. Yeah. So, you know, I try to tell all my guys, you know, when you're here representing 1CW or you're out somewhere else representing 1CW, you, you know how I carry the company, you know, carry yourself the same way so i'm proud of all the people that we have in our locker room i'm proud of all our champions uh, and everything so you know that's, oh, yeah. that's, that's good there. so i want to go right to the the question that i wanted to do was geek out moment have you ever had a geek out moment uh yeah 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 um this is a funny story man um i'm not much of a mark uh, or at least a, I, I guess we all are in our own way yeah but i guess yeah. starstruck wise i've never been that big of a mark but um i was at ocean city maryland um I don't know. I want to say about seven years ago, um, WWE was doing a house show down there, and uh, I happened to be the promoter that I am and realized that there was going to be a bunch of cars in that parking lot, and I had a show two weeks later, so I was going to go down and fly the parking lot. Okay. Um, <laughs> as I was flying the parking lot, these cars were pulling in, and one of the cars, guy stuck his head out, and he's like, yo, Hardy! And I looked up, and it was D. Edwards, the referee on WWE, who happened to be a referee for me back in 1CW. Okay. And I went running over to car. I'm like, yo, man, what are you doing? He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm promoting. What the hell do you think I'm doing? This is what I do, bro. This is my hustle. I got flyers in my hand. I'm sweating my ass off. You know, we're at the beach. It's 80 degrees. He said, you coming to the show? I said, nah, man, I'm just here flying. He said, well, you are now, man. He said, you come up here and, you know, told me where to go and everything. And I'll have a pass waiting for you. I was like, next door, shit. So I went and checked in. They gave me a little pass and I was backstage and everything. And make a long story short, it was super, super hot. And I went to go to this, like, one little room that was like an air-conditioned room that was only like two or three people in. And as I was going in the room, Randy Orton was coming out. <laughs> and he kind of looked up at me, and I was like, hey, hey, how you doing, sir? You know, and I really didn't realize who it was at first, because I didn't make eye contact. And he was like, hey, hey, nice to meet you. <laughs> and I kind of like, did one of those numbers. He's like, where are you going? I'm like, man, it's hot. I'm trying to get a little air. He's like, well, I'm getting ready to go on the bus. You want to get on the bus? It's nice to pull it out on the bus. Like, sure, shit, man. Yeah, yeah, I'll get on the bus. So I started following him, and he had his own tour bus. Like, parked <laughs> right. right outside mm-hmm. the 
thank you. Yeah. And uh, I went on his bus and just hung out with him for like an hour. And we just sat there and shot the shit. Then he's like, yo, I got to get up and go in for the match, man. You want to come on back in? He says, afterwards, man, I was hearing about this place called Secrets. He said, you knew anything about that? I'm like, I'm a local, bro. I know all about that stuff. <laughs> Take a long story short, I spent the night with him and Dolph Ziggler at Secrets in the city of Maryland partying and then all night on his bus <laughs> until the next morning, so much that my wife was calling me wondering that if I was locked up in jail. <laughs> So, You're just having yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah, it was kind of a marked out moment in a, in a roundabout way, man, but how cool was that, right? Here, here's the referee. You get the referee for me. He made it to the big time. He called me out there hustling my flyers. He gets me in the building. I just had to bump into Randy Orton. He said, hey, come and chill with me on the bus. Then I ended up hanging out with him and secret partying all night. I had to send you the Johnny Yeager story. He was a lot uh-huh. younger, and um, he's, <laughs> he's outside at night at a hotel, and he was on the bus with the DX crew. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to send you that interview and yeah this one isn't as raunchy i don't have that many raunchy i do have a little bit but not that much because i mean Ziggler was there so yeah. i'll tell you a little bit you know but it, it um, was it was but, just funny like that's stories like that and like my i have a friend that was in ecwa and um his name is brian sersha he's one half of the yeah, yeah, I know brian. you know brian radio guy. he's a, he, yeah, yeah. i grew radio. up i grew up with him back in high school he was a rival yeah, he school radio here now what's that yeah he does local radio up this way now i believe no not anymore they um let him go no? yeah they let him go oh, i didn't know that he was great, man. Yeah, I used to hear him all the time. Yeah, well, he was number one in the market, and they just let go of the whole crew. Now wow, he's doing cool. um, he's doing bare knuckle fighting now. Oh, that's big. Yeah, shit. we just Good interviewed time. him not that long ago. No, that was like a couple of years ago. I, I just had to call him up and like, oh. yeah, I, we did backyard wrestling, and that's how I got to know him. Yeah, yeah, I know Brian. Good dude, though. Yeah, really good dude. Um, he told me a story about him in WWE and sitting down with um. Tobin and um, Triple H sat down next to him, and Tobin told the same story. And we have them both on there on our podcast. It was kind of fun, so I can send you both of them too at some point. There you go. That's what's up. <laughs> oh yeah, love it. So, have you ever pulled any ribs or pranks on anybody, or had anyone pull any pranks on you? See, I'm a ribber. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> yeah. any, any good ones it that you sure can tell did. us? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll keep it as clean as I can keep it because uh, it's the best rib that was played on me, <laughs> and they got me good. Okay. Um, okay. This this is before I had my partner in 1CW, and I was running everything myself. And I would set up a table back days, set everything up on it, you know, my paperwork and everything. Well, at the venue I was running at, I kind of had the same table set up against the wall. So I kind of had my back to the locker room. Mm. So the guys were, like, kind of behind me. Okay. Um, Brutus the Barber Beefcake was on the event. Um, he, had a, he had a few cold winds in him that morning when I picked him up. We had a few cold winds with him on the ride down. And he had a few cold winds with him when he was waiting, <laughs> you know, for his match to come, if I'm painting a picture for you here mm-hmm. and i'm sitting there and i'm at the table and i'm talking to one of the guys and i hear this hey mr promoter hey uh mr hardy is that your name so i kind of turn around because i hear the voice and as i turn around i mean literally his junk about smacks me in the face he is butt naked <laughs> and he's standing there and his junk is in my face oh, okay oh, now, i don't know about you guys but i'm not used to having a grown man's junk in my face <laughs> walking around the lot well first of all walking around in the locker room just you know blatantly yeah, I'm saying hello to everybody, but now you're putting in a promoter's face. <laughs> the whole locker room is sitting there cracking up, you know, because it was planned, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> and let me just say, there was there was some um, jewelry that went with it, so it was just like the running joke was, you know, hey Hardy, how many, how many, how many fucking? Oh, I'm sorry, how many you can say it. You, you can have, curse. You know? 
know, this, I mean, it was just, I was just like, oh my God. And uh, it was like, I'll be honest with you, it was probably a couple weeks after he called me up. And he said, hey man, I hope I didn't ruin a chance of getting booked with you again, man. These guys told me you would be all right, that you were an easygoing promoter, that I could rib you like that. I was like, yeah, man, I can take stuff. I said, but good God, bro. I said, I'm not used to having someone put your junk in my face. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. uh, so to make a long story short, I haven't worked with him since. Um, but uh, yeah, that was probably the worst rib that was ever played on. Yeah, yeah. Had somebody's junk in there in my face. Wasn't yeah, I can't imagine. That. Yeah, I think there's a little bit of no, no, cake. I, I wasn't real happy about that. <laughs> wasn't real happy. So I've seen that you're going to be at Hamburg, um, Pennsylvania for the con. Yeah, yeah. We, we signed up for the Legends of Hamburg. We're signed up for the Icons, the signing in Philly. We're signed up for the Baltimore Celeb Fest, uh, the Jacksonville uh, River of Calm. We got a lot of stuff going on, a lot of signings. In Hamburg, um, we got uh, MLW's uh, heavyweight champion, Jacob Fatu, coming in. Uh, we got Alpha Jr. and Lance Anawai. We got all the Samoans. Um, so that'll be fun. We were originally going with Tito, and then Tito had a family engagement pop up and had to reschedule with us for another one. So we um, went with Jacob Fatu. So looking forward to working with Jacob. Had some really good conversations, and uh, hopefully that'll be a good time. Uh, my heavyweight champion will be there as well, Mr. Grimm, yep. and he has a match that night on the outbreak card as he's facing Lance and Hawaii in a match, so that'll be a great, great match. Him against Lance, looking forward to that. Oh, I can't wait for that, too. We got a table, yeah. too. At Icons, yeah, we'll see man. No, not Icons. Again, looking forward to it. We don't have a table yeah, yet for... We... Oh, sorry. Cool, cool. When we go down to uh, the for the Icons in Philly, we got the Rock and Roll Express, Ricky, Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson, oh. so looking forward to working with those two legends and talking to those guys and working with them on and off. So we're bringing them in for the big Icons thing, and uh, I got my good buddy, J.J. Dillon. J.J. lives up the road here from me. Uh, great, great guy. He's been working with 1CW quite a bit. He's going to do the Baltimore Celeb Fest for us. Um, I got Kevin Sullivan and Bill Alfonso going to be doing the Jacksonville event for us. So, oh yeah, real gosh. fortunate to be working with a lot of good people, looking on getting some good seminars together. been talking to Ricky Steamboat about coming in and doing a seminar for our younger guys and things like that. So a lot of things in the work, man. Looking forward to you guys again at the Hamburg event. And uh, a lot, a lot more, man. It's a lot of fun. So I'm glad you guys are part of it. Yeah, they told us we can set up our podcast there, too. You should come over and sit down with us, too. I definitely will. I yeah. definitely, definitely will. So we are no bringing, we're bringing in H.C. Loke and um, Tommy Caro, and that's going to be yep. a good one. I tell you, man, I, I think the world of both of those guys, I, I know when it was posted about H.C. Loke, I, we had a little private chat, and I told you, I, you know, I, I respect guy. I've done uh, quite a bit of work with him here recently in the last couple of years and under our Rope to Rope venue that we run. There's 11 federations that we, uh, me and Keith Zimmer, have kind of put under an umbrella that we do with streaming channel. We have all these love feds, get all the footage that we stream on Roku, so channel 27, and we oh. call that our Rope to Rope. <clears throat> but anyhow, I've done a lot of work with H.C. Loke and uh, another great, great locker room guy, true professional. So when I saw you guys were bringing him in, I was like, that was a great choice. You know, he's, he's really good. He doesn't do a lot of this stuff, so that means that he has, you know, has agreed to do it. I was like, man, that's so cool. Oh, he agreed to, um, to do um, icons with us too, but we're um, this this um, this um, hamburger event. Um, did I say hamburger? Yeah, hamburger. Yeah. Oh, that's like, did I say hamburger? Oh, yes. Freudian slip there. It's yeah. dinner time. <laughs> it's dinner time. Yes. Now, um, yeah, um, he's gonna do icons with us, and we're gonna try to put the money together, to bring um, Devito up, and that'll be awesome. Nice. So that's that'd the be 
plan. Yeah. That's the yep. plan. Whatever money we get, we're going to do, put them together. And Yep. I and, worked with DeVita back in the DCW days. Great guy, man. Another great guy. Yeah. That's my plan to get them two back together and do a great, um, fun thing. And then we're planning Good on stuff, doing man. something else too. I'm um, getting all table icons too, but we're in the, nice. we're in the works talking with, um, um, oh my gosh, why can't I think of his name? It will come to me later. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, here's one of my favorite things in the world. Um, it's five questions of doom and Dave's not here to do the five questions of doom. So I'm going to, mm-hmm. you want to try a wing yes. in and say five questions of doom. Right, so the questions I'm going to tell them are non wrestling related. Okay. Okay. And there's a lot of them in here. It's in this little container. Yep. So you want to try the five questions of doom? Give yep. me a scary voice. Yeah, man. Bring it on. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the five questions of doom. We need we need to we need to get him to like record that when he's not around. Yeah, that was pretty good. Question number. Question number one. See, you need to teach everybody how to do this stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do we got here? Well, I need to go old school on that. Okay. First concert attended. My first concert attended was Cheap Trick. Oh, nice. That is good. Question number two. Rabbit season or duck season? <laughs> Rabbit season. Duck season. <laughs> duck season. <laughs> Rabbit season. Fire. Okay. Question number three. Uh... Favorite pizza topping? Ooh. Oh, man. I, I'm, I'm going to sound strange, but I like meatballs on my pizza. Wow. I'm not here gotta that try. much. I got to try that. You got to yeah. try. Try with the meat lovers. It's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Question number four. If you four. ever go to a true, a true good home, someone makes a good, true homemade pizza, and you get meatballs on it, oh, my God, you'll never go to anything else. I got a pizza place down in Wilmington. If you come down yeah, this way. Yeah, give them a shot. Um, give them a shot. You have to go to Sicily to go. Oh, yeah. Okay. Siddily. Siddily to go. Siddily, yeah. yeah, That's a good piece. I think we breached them. (laughs) Yep, that's a good spot. Good spot. Um, They're friends of mine. They're wrestling fans, so it's kind of cool. Cool. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, shoot me their info. I'm going to be up there. We actually got a luchin event. I got. To, I'm helping some guys run a luchin event next week. Oh, with um, yeah. that's Dave, right, Rodriguez? Yeah, yeah, Dave Rodriguez. When yeah, he yeah. runs in Delaware, that's he, he uses my license and everything. So some of our guys will be there, and then we'll be there. So we're always there to help him out. I think he invited me, and I had to get a hold of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah man, I'm on through. Question number four: What superpowers would you want? Uh-huh. X-ray vision. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Oh, nice. I didn't even hesitate. Right? Yeah, hesitate. That was the best part. <laughs> Hey, listen, I knew my wife wasn't listening, man. That was easy. Yeah, where, where are all the newer questions we put in there? I'm looking at a lot of repeats. You guys, you guys will be playing that one as a blooper forever. Yeah. <laughs> See, mine, mine, I said um, healing because I freaking hate that I'm always hurt. Yep, there you go. Yeah, you could wrestle forever. <laughs> you just keep healing. Oh, yeah, just healing. Yep. Like, do the Wolverine thing. Just... Question number five. See, we don't do this that much, this one. Wawa or Sheets? I love sheets, but being in Delaware, man, we don't have any. Uh, so I'm forced to hit Wawa every day. So I can't lie. I'm going to have to say I'm a Wawa man by default because I don't have a sheets down here. But if I had a choice, mm. I love sheets. Okay. Is sheets that good? Because everybody's talking about it. I, I got tired of Wawa. I, yeah, they just, they got a much better menu selection and stuff like that. Really? And, I don't think uh, I've been to a sheets. Yeah, yeah when, you're, when you're on the road, man, and you're <laughs> traveling, you can always rely on them for a good, good, good eat. I bet we'll see one on the way up. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm yeah. sure we're going to the Hamburg, you will. Yeah. We'll have to stop by one then. Yeah, we will. Mm-hmm. Then I, ha- I do have to pick up something at Wawa first, and then we'll go. <laughs> I probably do the same yeah, thing. I mean, like I said, I'm Wawa by default now, you know. Because I like having their like little 
um, mixed drinks, you know what I mean? They're lemonades. Frozen yeah, they're lemonades, lemonades and, and tea. Yep, they're, they're good. Oh, yeah. And I do have a salad that I got earlier today. But they put a lot of um, dressing on there. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, I was that's why I put one on the side because they always put light light on that stuff. They basically drowned the salad. Basically. They drowned mm-hmm. it big yeah. time. And I'm like a little bit upset about it. Never going back to my yeah, hometown sure. again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, I know you're a busy man. What do you like to do in your downtime, if you have any downtime? you have, like, any hobbies or anything you'd like to share with us? I do, man. I used to um, I used to coach midget wrestling and Little League baseball, but as I have grandchildren now, mm-hmm. I'm involved in, in their athletics. Okay. Um, I spent most of today watching my two nine-year-old twin grandsons. Um, they're actually in the, uh, the championship game here at 6.30 tonight. Oh, really? um, they've been playing in the ball tournament yesterday and today, yeah. Nice play so, under the uh, lights. I kind of live vicariously. Yeah, I live vicariously through my grandkids now so you know i got five grandchildren you know and they're at the age uh, i got them from one two and then i have twins that are nine years old and then i have a 15 year old so you know um they're all at uh, 14 i'm sorry they're all at that age now where they're into something except for the two youngest ones so it's really really cool for me because you know i can get out and enjoy and do things for them and then, and then i also see the future of one cw you know they come to the shows they go crazy they love it you know and, and i know at some point you know hopefully that they'll they'll take it over with my partner and just keep things going on forever, you know, and that's the cool thing about it. That would be awesome. Yeah. But my um, my nephew was is in a tournament too for baseball. Mm-hmm. And he's really yeah, yeah. good. It's, it's too hot. It feels like 90 degrees out today. I bet my nephew yeah, had been. I've been playing a team from Philly in the championships. I know that. Uh, they're down at the Sports at the Beach Complex here in Georgetown. And okay. well, good luck. We're rooting for them. Hey, yeah, I, I don't know if it. my nephew's in that tournament. So <laughs> I don't. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's up. We're up. He's we're from, hold off yet. We're from Pennsylvania. He's hold off on my boat. See, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big time. So I'm from Pennsylvania. I moved to Delaware. But my sister still lives in my whole my hometown. Chichester, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. So that's what's up. I'm, I did the same thing. I'm PA boy, born and raised, and then moved down here. Where, where in Pennsylvania? Stroudsburg, East Stroudsburg. That's why I go back every year, and I run a couple of shows there. And those shows, I donate back to my high school wrestling team, um, and to my amateur uh, midget wrestling team. And then I do a show that I donate to my cousin who lives up there with autism. My nephew, oh, that's um, awesome. but I give it to my cousin because he takes care of the account for him. But you know, that's why I go. That's uh, honestly, that's how I started going back to Pennsylvania. Was to give back to my family and my school um, because if it wasn't for my family and my school I wouldn't be in a position I'm in so um, I was down here giving and helping people out and I thought you know what I got family members up there and you know I also have a school that was you know pretty much a family to me and always helped me and guide me right keep me out of trouble and keep me off the streets so you know being able to give a few bucks back to help the kids with uniforms or whatever you know is a pretty cool feeling so you know but I, I love it living down here by the beach man you know I, <laughs> I, I, I miss the bounds of Pennsylvania but I love the beach I can't mm-hmm. say I don't I'm, I dig that I'm not a beach guy, but um, if I can bring a pool with me to the beach, I'm cool. Because yeah. I don't yeah, want to go. Pool in the back. I got a pool in the backyard, man. When you see the sights down here at the beach, it'll change your mind. <laughs> see, see my I'm whole, with you on that. See, my whole thing is I don't want to go in the ocean because I got sharks. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. it's like That's why I got a pool. Yeah, I don't want to break yep. into the sharks' home. Just sit on the nope. beach, get a tan, and enjoy the view. Do it, dude. I'm yep. too white to <laughs> get, get back tan. To the house and then jump in the pool. <laughs> yep, exactly. I'm too white to get a tan. Gosh. <laughs> but, dude, oh, I'm, I'm England. Like my mom's from England, mm-hmm. so they're all white because it's always raining in England. Like pale white. <laughs> yeah. And then I got Irish in me and it doesn't work. There, there's no tan. You just no. go from white to red. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll be red forever. I'm the same way and I hate it. <laughs> you carry that lobster tan, huh? Yeah. Yeah. My lobster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Okay, um, let's, let's, um, where are we at? I, everything's all mixed up on this page because I really didn't put a page together. Because <laughs> I was running around because my, um, niece, my niece, um, graduated middle school, so I wanted to give her money yeah. for graduation. I, was, I got a hundred bucks in my pocket. I'm going to give it to her. And... You haven't seen a lot of, uh, social media posts, people graduating. No. I didn't know she graduated. Um, like, my sister doesn't <laughs> tell me anything. She's like, oh, um, the boy's playing baseball now. I'm like, oh, why didn't you tell me? I would have went to the games. I will cheer for him, Zach. Zach's my boy. You know what I mean? Love that kid. You know what I mean? He he said he wanted a movie collection like I do. I have, mm-hmm. and I will give it to him one day. Well, uh, before we close the show, is there anything you wanted to shout out for? Social I was going to ask him about Road Story. Oh, I thought you, you were done. You were no, like, I, I couldn't wanted, find anything on I was, your page. I, I was yeah. I was thinking about Road Stories. Oh, and okay. Will can do the social okay. media. Yeah, is that cool? Yeah, good. Okay, go let's do it. that. Let's do the road stories. You got any cool road stories? Because I love road stories. Yeah. I like um um ribbing Dave all the time. That's my favorite thing to do in life. This rib. Yeah, I, I tell you the best road story I had. Um, I was, I'll be honest with you. I was traveling with Jimmy Snuka and uh, Jeff Miller and a couple of the guys uh, out of Jersey at the time. I think it was Andrew Anderson and a couple of the boys. And uh, <clears throat> we had stopped to get something to eat. And um, there, was, there was four of us. And we had eaten some seafood and had some cocktails and a few drinks. And, you know, everybody's doing pretty good. We were probably about an hour away from the hotel. And uh, right before the bill comes, Jimmy gets up to me and says, Hey, Brett, uh, I'm going to go outside and grab a quick smoke, okay? You know, hey, hey. You take care of me in the bill. I'll settle up with you. I'm like, yeah, yeah, no problem, man. I got you. I got you, man. I got you. Right, next thing I know, next one, hey, man, I got to run to the bathroom. What? Yeah, yeah, I'll be right back. Yeah, okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Then the next one, oh, my phone's ringing. I, I got to take this call. <laughs> okay, so you, who do you think got stuck with the $300 food, food bill? Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Man, by the time I got to the car, there they were, cracking up, just roaring, right? And there I am as a rookie looking, and I was just like, well, every cent I just made so far on the road trip, I just spent on your guys' dinner so who's buying my hotel room tonight mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. but yeah. uh great times on the road man i mean you know they small ribs like that but listen the stories i could tell you and, and the stuff i was you know taught and and heard traveling with you know the jimmy Snookers, the axel runs the balls mahoney's yeah. you know riding in the car with the jerry lawlers and these guys you know to and from the airports and stuff like that and then working with them all day you know the tony atlases you know the beefcakes you know some of the true true legends of this sport you know you're ricky and roberts the guy that i've you know worked with you know, these guys, you know, tell you stories and teach you. Nikolai Volkov. I got to work with Nikolai. God bless his heart. Mm-hmm. You know, probably five or six times. And, you know, the things, in, you know, in life and the stories you heard and, you know, from their past and the things that you got to experience with them. You know, when you talk about the Waffle Houses and running into Killian and stuff like that. Imagine sitting at the table, you know, and you're sitting there with Nikolai and he's telling you stories about him and the sheep. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, this is, you know, like cool shit. Yes. You know, and you're like, wow. Oh. You know, so you talk about marking out, you know, you, you, you really think you would, you know, be totally marking out, but you don't realize in life what really happened until after it happened, mm-hmm. you know? So, you know, a lot of it, I didn't understand what was really happening at the time because I was so caught up in the conversation of, you know, what I was hearing and what I was being able to experience and being so thankful that, you know, I was the chosen one to be there at that time, mm-hmm. you know, and that I didn't, you know, get a chance to be like you know, starstruck or marked out or, you know, oh man, let's get pictures. Let's do that. But do I have pictures? Yeah, yeah. Do I have stories? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But, you know, I look back at it and I was like, man, how blessed, you know, to have these memories and, and, and be able to enjoy it, you know. I'm very, very thankful. I remembered um, the icons with Jeff Jarrett, and I think you yeah, helped yeah, bring yeah. them in, yeah. Yes, we did. And yes, we did. I and was, then he came down and did a seminar for our students, didn't Yep. And it was kind of funny because I went over and I paid for everything, and I just waited till I came back over when he came. 
because I wanted to meet him, and he's one of my favorite wrestlers at one point in my lifetime. And uh, and um, the only thing I asked him about was, how was it working with Michael J. Fox? Yeah, yeah. And that was my question. You know what I mean? Because life of Mikey. Oh, he, he said probably, it was. He probably started laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big time. He's like, wow. Didn't ask me about Owen Hart. Didn't ask me about working with this person or not. He asked me about Michael J. Fox. Yeah. yeah. Like Michael J. Fox is one of my favorite actors. You know what I mean? I love love his movies. You know what I mean? Back to the Future. And, yeah. and the it cool was, part about working with Jared that day was his knowledge and how much he taught those students and, and watching him, you know, really break it down to a, to a level uh, of making these people understand, you know, what it takes and, and what it, you know, would be to be where he was and experience what he did was, was really, really amazing. And, you know, he's such a really, he's a kind person. He really is, you know, again, you know, he's, he's had demons and battles too, but, you know, he was really, really kind. He was really, really good to me. And um, the one thing that we knew going into it that we couldn't say to anybody was, is we knew he had already signed that deal to go back to WWE in that big agent spot that he was going back in. And um, we were lucky enough to get him right before he went back. And that was the last booking that he took that WWE allowed him before he went back. Oh, that's you know? awesome. And yeah, yeah. So hearing about that and knowing about that, you know, and knowing that he trusted us, you know, to be like, hey, listen, you know, they're allowing me to do this because of, you know, A, B, and C, because you've already sent me the money and, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know, in good faith, we're going to do it too. But, you know, you have to make sure that you don't say anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is awesome. So, yeah, I have nothing but good things to say about Jeff. Great guy. Yeah, when I met him, it was kind of cool and it was awesome. I wish I could have stayed longer and asked questions. And mm -hmm. But you only had yeah. that much time. And plus, I think we were waiting for some. I thought we brought somebody to the table. I don't know. Yeah. I, was help, I was helping a friend. Yeah. yeah. But this this one, this con coming up is our first time um, putting uh, um, wrestlers at our table. So Yeah, looking forward to it. Exciting, right? Yeah, it's so exciting. Very exciting. It's like... We got pictures already going to get um, put together soon, and we got a printer yep. now and everything. We're going to print all everything out, and we don't have to spend that much money. <laughs> Thankfully. That's, that's, that's the smart way of it, man. It's a business. Like you say, you know, have fun doing it, but the bottom line is it's still a business, you know, and that's oh, yeah. like I remind everybody, even though we donate money, you know, I go into it with, with a budget. We go into it, you know, with certain fixed costs, you know, knowing what we're willing to spend, you know, X amount for our locker room. We got to make a fit. This is what we pay our venue, you know, so we kind of put it out there this is our this is our you know total money that we're willing to spend and we make it work you know we know what the fixed costs are and then the remaining costs is what we have for our talent so mm -hmm. you know we try to make sure that we treat the talent very fairly um we don't try to understudy but at the same point you know they understand what we're trying to achieve as well and especially through the pandemic when we were mm -hmm. limited ticket sales you know like we told our guys you know say listen we never asked one of our guys to take a pay cut never once we awesome. raised our ticket prices that we did we raised our ticket prices by five dollars not one of our fans complained you know but you know it was one of those you know we hated to do it and it's the first time we ever did it and it was like you know it was a tough tough decision as a company you know because you're limited on what you can bring in you know but your costs are still at, at this level so yeah you know, it wasn't like the state was discounting their permit it wasn't like the venue was discounting you know their cost you know it wasn't like you know the, the posters and tickets were getting discounted you know all those other fixed costs that we have as promoters were still full full cost but yet you know our dollars coming in have been limited so you know it, it was a tough tough role model uh business model and our role model a tough business model to work in but what it did for us as a company was you know pretty much you know say to sean and i what we were doing all along is is the 
right thing because that was the model we were kind of working under all along. You know, hey, this is what we have and this is what we spend and this is how we make it work. You know, so it was a good thing, you know, and like I said, the good thing is, is all our guys got to work through the pandemic. Those who wanted to work and be out knew that we were, you know, doing it safely and, and they had a chance to work. And that was huge stuff. So one of the things that I wanted to do was um, the wristbands. And we had people come up to me and it's like, how much? And I'm like, free, dude. Just listen to my show. That's all I care about. Yeah. I'm, there you go. That's all I'm trying to do. Is, it's like a business card. So that's how you to work. Mm-hmm. I can tell you this. It was about, <clears throat> I don't know. I started with CW back in 2010. I want to say it was probably 2011 um, when this light bulb went off in my head. And it was right before my December show. And I went to a screen printer and I got 200 t-shirts printed up with my logo on it. As big as I could get the logo printed, I wanted it big as I could get it. Mm-hmm. And he did. And he did a great job. And I stood at the front door of the show and just handed out everybody a t-shirt. Oh my gosh, that's Merry, awesome. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Here, Merry Christmas. Here, Merry Christmas. <laughs> I went back. Every one of my wrestlers got one. Damn, everybody got one. My one friend looked at me and said, man, are you an idiot? Do you know how much money that just cost you? I said, no. Are you an idiot? I said, there's 200 people plus in this building. There's 200 people plus are going to be wearing that shirt. Everywhere they go. Everywhere they go, people are going to see that. And they're going to recognize my label. And before you know it, my brand, people are going to know who I am. I can't pay for that advertising. I can't do it on TV. I can't do it on the radio. I can't do it in the newspaper and reach it the way I can with somebody walking around as a billboard every day. That so sometimes, like you said, you know, giving away a wristband or giving away this or giving away that, you know, you know, that little cost that you're incurring will come back tenfold over, oh, you yeah. know, and guess what? That little move I did back in 2011, I can guarantee you people recognize my logo, recognize my name, recognize my brand, and they know who I am. And in business, that's those things you want to do. So yeah. check the list off, check what's accomplished. So when we had Sean Carlson on, his la- the last thing he said on our podcast was, this is news. Guess what? I'm having a kid. And that was the last thing that he said on our podcast. It was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. We were the first yep. person to know that he's having a kid. It was kind of cool. And yep. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was a fun day. It is. Great dude, man. I yeah. love having him as a partner. Yeah. So, um, you want to ask that social media uh, question? Yeah. Do you want to like to uh, promote your social media if anybody wants to get in touch with you or promote anything? Yeah, man. We do. Uh, we're on uh, Facebook. You can well, a couple of different Facebooks. We have the 1CW Pro Wrestling Facebook page. Uh, I also have the Sean Hardy Facebook page. You can get us. Sean Carlson has the Facebook page. We're all on Twitter. 1CW Pro Wrestling on Twitter. And Sean Carlson's on Twitter at Money Mark Carlson. And I'm on Twitter at the 1CW Press. Um, we don't do a lot on Instagram. We'll try to get better at that. Um, we're working on a brand new website. Um, we also have a Roku channel. Uh, you can check us out 24-7 on Roku. If you have Roku, um, you can look us up. We're under the Rope to Rope label. And uh, on YouTube as well, we have a 1CW channel. So we appreciate it. Our next event again is June 19th. We're right here in Houston, Delaware. It's our Hall of Fame event. Uh, we have our Hall of Fame ceremony inducting four people. Uh, one of them is a past wrestler, Eric Chappell. Uh, another one is our senior referee in CC, who has been with us since 2003. Went back to our DCW days. And then the other two are the Briscoe brothers, Mark and Jay, who wrestled me not only in DCW, but in NCW as well. So looking forward to that ceremony and honoring four great people. Great big card. And uh, as, as always, man, been a pleasure to be on the 2300 podcast. Man, this wrestling podcast is all stuff. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Okay, we're going to end off the show and then... Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. And this has been the 2300 Wrestling Podcast. I'm Dave Keener alongside D.B. Richards. And we'll see you in the ring. And I'd like to thank our guest, Sean Hardy, for being on our podcast today. Thanks again, Sean. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it so much. This is 1CW President Sean Hardy, and you're listening to the 2300 Wrestling Podcast, the best podcast out there today.